Hey everybody, it's Richard at Bright Music Center. That's the way we start all these. That's lovely. Isn't it lovely? Hey, it's Richard at Bright Music Center. I'm here with Jen and Andy, and welcome to Coffee Conversations. Coffee? Well, okay, so normally it's Coffee Conversations, but some of us don't like coffee, so... We're not all drinking coffee today. Andy is drinking tea. Mm -hmm. yeah, so. I got a triple shot. You got a triple shot. I got my classic cold brew Dope. with uh, peppermint mocha. They're American made. And she made us cookies. <laughs> the cookies are delicious. So, <laughs> uh, and Andy's drinking an Earl Grey tea. And no, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a frappe with two shots of espresso. Ooh. Is it delicious today? It is. So, they got a new frappe machine down there. Fancy. So, well, they used to have it in like little containers that was pre-mixed stuff, and then it broke. And it kept breaking, so. The chai oh. frap's good. Yeah, so oh. now, but now you can have any flavor frap you want. <laughs> yeah. You can have a tea frap. What? What's the tea frap? Uh-oh, so, that's you. I know. You've already lost. I've already lost. You lost? I lost. Ha! So, we're here with Andy today. Andy is our, one of our repair techs in our repair shop that is in our North Hills location. Um, if you haven't visited there, it's not really open for visitation, so I don't know why I said that. Oh. <laughs> you can come to the window. You can come to the window. Definitely. Just come see the window, and you can see the repair shop in their natural habitat. <laughs> yeah. So. So, speaking of the window, like, now that's new, um, you know, I just want to, like, talk about the, uh, the new stuff that's in there. The new stuff? Or, like, yeah. Well, what, last... July, two Julys ago, we moved to the North Hills location. It's been that long already. Yeah, right? It's been it's over a year. Issue. I know. Wait, I over a year? Over a year. Um, we used to be in the basement of this store, of the New Brighton store. And um, I had a duck every morning to get down the stairs into my work area. Um, so the nice thing already is that there's space. There's lots, lots of space. There's high ceilings, and we're taking advantage of it. Um, so we store all the instruments on shelves. We're using as much vertical space as possible. Um, we have Vortex going almost every day. Strings, two woodwinds, and a brass. Plus, we have part-time cleaners wiping down rental instruments, filling all the instruments. So um, that's great. Uh, the nice other, one of the other nice things is we have the ultrasonic cleaning tank, um, big enough to do tubas, or multiple trombones, multiple trumpets, pretty much multiple anything. It's You fantastic. can swim in it. I wouldn't recommend it, but you could. You could do laps. Said we could. We could. I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> so. But that, you get really clean. So that's awesome. And uh, sousaphones have been the big hit. Wow. A lot of schools lately have been bringing in their sousaphones, which has been great. Because yeah. they should get those clean. They should too. get those clean, yeah. definitely, because yeah. they do smell. Yeah, okay, so what led you to be a repair person? Well, I went to school for music ed and music performance, and I wasn't finding a job teaching. It was... Slim pickings, I was looking all over the country, and it was pretty rough for me. Um, I don't have a marching band background, so that took me out of a lot of places. 
Um, so I was working minimum wage jobs, working security, schlepping pallets of things around warehouses, and I said, I need to do something. So I started looking, and I wanted to stay in music. That was super important to me. And then I realized I love working with tools. I love taking things apart. I love trying to figure out how things work. Did a little research, and I found there are schools that teach you how to do this. And it's pretty awesome. <laughs> so I looked into it, and about a week later, I made a decision. I'm going to apply for one of these schools. Did it. Got in. And the rest is history. That's nice. And now you're here. I'm here. Yeah. Right out of repair school, I took a handful of bench tests and interviews, and this was one of them, and I accepted it, and I've been here for over three years now. Wow. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Seems like yesterday. Time's fun when you have flies, you know? <laughs> okay, so what has been the most disgusting instrument you've worked on? Okay. <laughs> Because there is disgust. See, this is the whole thing. People don't understand. You, you're, you're blowing stuff into your instrument, right? So if you don't take care of it and you don't clean it up, stuff grows inside of your instrument. Stuff grows, and it's natural but disgusting. <laughs> and I've had some bad ones where I pre-clean everything that has to go into the tanks. So I just use Q-tips and oil and I'm just going in and everything. I think the worst one I had to do probably took 20 some Q-tips. I can get a trumpet done usually in three <laughs> Q-tips, um, but that's not the most disgusting I've seen. I had a tuba come in <laughs> that um, was called ahead and said, hey, warning, this tuba had a mouse in it, but the mouse had fallen out at the school already. But our rep, Beth, had said she heard something rattling around still. And when she brought it in, I shook it. I said, oh, it just sounds sounds like little, little mustards still in there. Right. You know? So I said, oh, I'll rinse it out with water before I dip it in anything. And this was before the tank. This was in the basement. We just had a garbage can of, of chemicals. So I said, I'll rinse it out beforehand. And I fill it up with water. And I go to empty it, and all of a sudden I start hearing, foom, foom. And I'm like, uh-oh, there's something still in here. So I keep rotating, and keep rotating, and finally, foom, right into our sink. And I'm like, oh, man. And it was two dead mice who had been mummified and fused together. So that's the importance not only of getting your instruments cleaned on a regular basis, but how you store them is very important. Cases. I recommend cases, close them, don't store things, bell up. And if I were you, I'd be traumatized. Do you use it and I show everyone? Because it's not the biggest horror story. I've heard from other texts. People have found other animals. Someone found a cat in the tube one time, they said. But there was no evidence of it. So. Cody found a cat. Cody found a cat. A dead cat? Dead cat. It, at Capitol? Mm-hmm. So it got into the tuber room and. Whew. Okay, so moral of the story. <laughs> moral of the story. Cases. Cases. Have, have, have your instrument cleaned. Bring your instrument in. Yeah. So you also do a bunch of dent removal. 
dent work. Dent work. Yeah, dent work is probably after cleaning the biggest the biggest job that the brass section does. Um, it's so easy to ding your bell on everything, and uh, the sooner you bring things in, like if a little ping or something comes in, the way easier it is to get out. When instruments go through marching band and haven't seen the shop in 30 years, every little dent adds up. And every little dent makes the brass harder and harder and harder. So, but that's some of the most rewarding work because you visually get to see it. Right. You know, and the best is when you can leave almost no evidence that I was there and see people like, what? That's my home? Yeah. Hey, we can do it. Yeah. That's amazing. That's very cool. Well, you're a tuba player. I'm a tuba player. How's that? How's that? But you also how's teach that? for us, too. I do teach. Yeah, you teach. I you teach low brass. I do. I teach low brass at both stores, at North Hills in the morning on Saturdays, and then Saturday afternoons here. Do you find that rewarding? Oh, yeah. Um, especially when the students really want to be there. You know, they're, they're not, it's not the ones who are coming in because they're struggling, they're trying to keep up. Those are nice too, but it's it's the students that really want to progress. They're bored at school and they're looking for the new challenge. I love that. I have an adult student and he joined because his kids are in beginning band and he always wanted to play trombone, so he signed up and he loves it. He puts in the work. It's it's amazing to see what these people want to do because they love music. Yeah. You know, it's different when you're in school and you're you're almost there for the grade at times. But when you're taking lessons outside, these, these kids want to do it. So that's awesome. So great. So if you're a low brass player and you want to take lessons, give us a holler because Andy, I think you have some open times, do you? I do have some open, open times, times here. Yeah, New Brighton. So Andy here is from Buffalo. Right. Oh, yeah. Where the wings yeah. are the best. The wings are really good. And and the Bills might do something this year. Yeah. Who did they play in the first round? Do you know? Houston. Oh, that ought to be pretty easy. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It's exciting. Uh, yeah. So are you happy you left Buffalo to come to sunny Pittsburgh? There are perks. There are perks. And there are things I miss. I definitely... I love... I love different environments. I love getting to know different cultures. And we're only three, three and a half hours away. Oh, but Pittsburgh's a different culture. But there are different... <laughs> I, love, I love learning different dialects. Yeah. <laughs> and things of that nature. Yins. Yins. Yins took a, a that, little bit to get used to. It's weird. I don't say yins. No. It takes a lot. No, I, my mother was an English major. Yeah. So we were never permitted to say yins. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Ooh, the one thing that I do say is slippy. Well, what? slippy is one of, is a word. What slippy is a word. What? Yeah, slippy. Like the, the ground? It's slippy. Yeah. See? I'm always learning. Yeah, sli <laughs> slippy's one. Slippy's a real word, though. Yeah. Man. <laughs> it's crazy. is the best city <clears throat> ever. It is? I just, I just love it. I heard we're like one of the rudest cities. See, I don't get that because you could you could drive, especially across that stupid bridge. It's four lanes that you come in this way, and you got to get all the way over there. And all you have to do is look over your shoulder, and somebody's gonna let you over. 
Yeah. I mean, I've driven a lot of cities where right. they're like, oh, no, you ain't coming yeah. over here. Yeah, don't well, go on Manhattan. Yeah. Like yeah. If, you're try- if you're trying to get to the, the Fort Pitt Bridge going, like, westbound, and, like, also that Monroe, but, like, that one whole shebang, yeah, nobody's going to let you through there. That, that one's really tough. No. Yeah, but if you're going into the city, it's like, yeah, sure, fine. Yeah, coming out of the city, they're like, yeah, we're all good now. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Experiences. Take the hint. Yeah. We've talked about the most disgusting instrument you've ever done. What instrument did you enjoy working on the most? Hmm. Or what do you enjoy working on the most? We'll make it more more broad. Yeah. Um, there's something very, very satisfying about giving a trombone slide to go from not moving at all to being as slippy as possible. Slippy. Nice. <laughs> there, it is. Uh-huh. there it is. See? And you will use that going forward. Like so, slippy again. Slippy again. <laughs> it's like slippy again. There you go. That's perfect. Anyways, right. maybe. So, so what happens to trombone slides to make them not so slippy? The biggest culprit of trombone slides, and really all instruments, is they get dirty. Okay. And I would say cleaning your instrument would solve 85% of your problems. So that's usually the biggest problem. And that's why any time a trombone comes in, it a slide has to be cleaned if it's in for slide work. Right. And that's just included in the price. Okay. Um, and then the next thing is making sure everything's aligned. Um, your inner slide very easily comes out of span and skew. So uh, we have granite blocks so we can level everything off. And it's just... Patience and going back and forth and figuring it out. And then also making sure that the slide is straight. That's the next thing. Every, it's very easy because it's a long instrument and there's a rubber bumper on the end. So it goes on the ground and people start putting their weight on it and this, Ooh. that, and the other thing. So Teaching marching man. I get yeah. kids doing that all the time and I'm like, hey, it's not a walking stick. It's a trombone. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So yeah. that happens. And then... The hand slide is one of the most sensitive uh, brass instrument pieces, and so every little dent, every little nick can cause it to slow down, even if it's just in that position. So there's a lot of little things, and I've actually just also started doing a a process called a Texas flush on hand slides. Um, It's just an extra cleaning process to kind of really work the inside of the outer slide, and Try to get as much dirt and debris out of there. Oh, so it's Texas because it's bigger? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's Texas because it was invented in Texas. Oh. Because I do everything bigger. So, so, so what is involved in a... Now that we've brought this up, I have to know. Yeah. So what is involved in a Texas flush? Is it flush? Yep. Okay. So... Pick a cards? Okay. I was going to okay. do something else, but we'd have to cut that out. But go ahead. Closer to what you're thinking. Okay. <laughs> Um, so the cleaning process for for all instruments, but we'll go specifically for hand slides, is I'm going to clean it out with a swab first, and I'm going to try to get as much loose debris out. I use uh, I have a long cleaning rod, and I use cheesecloth. I'm just going in and out on both sides, both uh, tubes on the slide, and I just want to make sure it's as clean as possible. So when I finally pull out, and no green, black, or brown stuff is on there, then... I put it in what's called our detergent, and I let it sit, and it loosens up even more gunk. Take it out after three to five minutes. I rinse it off, and I put some brushes down there, and I get as much of that loose stuff out. 
Then it's into the tank, into the ultrasonic tank, and I let it sit in there for two to three minutes, pull it out, rinse it again, brush it, and now this is where the Texas flush comes in. Um, I brazed an old cleaning brush onto a brass rod, and I bought a drill, and I put it in there. I then put the brush into what we call our slurry, which is just lava soap and water kind of mixed together to the right consistency. Put it in there, get some on there, and then in and out of each tube. Just a couple times, rinse, get all the soap out, right? No one wants to eat soap. Right. So you get all the soap out of it, and then rinse it out again, dry it, then I go back in there with cheesecloth and a cleaning rod, and I'm making sure that any residue is out of there. The Texas Flush helps a lot with the residue. That's why I started doing it. Oh. But that's, we go until there's no residue left. And then it's properly cleaned, and then you can start doing any work you need to do on it. You don't want to do any dent work on a hand slide unless it's clean, because any little debris can make inconsistencies in dent work and straightening, all that stuff. Is there like one piece of advice that you would give like all brass players as far as like maybe maintenance or just care for their instrument that they may not know or they may not be aware of? There's a few pieces of advice I'd give. Okay. Oil your valves. Every day that you play, oil your valves. See now, because we have some people that complain about the fact that they need to oil their valves every day. But that is one of those things they should be It's doing. one of those things they have to do and it serves multiple purposes. The one we all think of is it gets the valves moving quickly and silently, and that's part of it. It also cleans your valves. It takes all the dirt that we blow in and gets stuck on the, on the valve, and it puts it all into that bottom cap. Okay. So that's super important. That oil sense. them every day that you play. Uh, if you have a rotor, you have to oil your rotor. If you don't know how to oil your rotor, come on in, see me. I'll show you how to do it. Um, the other thing is clean your instrument, right? Whether it's through me or you do it by yourself, get a cleaning kit. Mm -hmm. um, soap and water can take you a long way. I tell everyone if it's good enough to clean a little duck, it's good enough to clean your trumpet. It's not gonna replace the cleaning that we do in the shop, but it can definitely buy you some time and can definitely get some of that loose gunk out of there. And how often should people be doing that? Cleaning their instrument on yeah, their own? on their own. I'd say once a month. Okay. You know, run a brush through all the tubes. You know, if you feel resistance with your brush, stop. Get out. You don't want it to break off. We can get stuck things out of your horn, but saves you a trip to me. Right. I love to see you, but I don't want to see you. <laughs> you know? That's too great. Um, so, and then, you know, grease your slides. Little things like that. Grease your slides once a week, really. Mm -hmm. You know, clean off the old stuff, put some new grease on. And then, if you get your mouthpiece stuck, come and see me. No pliers. Yeah. Okay? Go. If your teacher has a mouthpiece puller, great. If not, come see us. We have a mouthpiece puller. Someone's superpower is pulling mouthpieces. Uh -huh. All right. So, we're going to wrap up here for Coffee Conversations for this time. We'll be back again with another new guest. Yes. And... If there's anything you want to, us to talk right. about or anything you want to hear about or anything you'd like to see, make sure you comment below, which would be down there. Uh, make sure you subscribe and get the bell too. Please get the bell.
for the notifications so you can see when all this stuff's happening. If you don't have time to watch our coffee conversation, it's going to be available on Apple Podcasts, right? Soon. Soon it will be available on podcasts so you can listen to us in the car. Yeah. So. Okay. Once we get approved. Well, it's on Podbean. It's on Podbean right now. Podbean. Which we'll give you a link to that. Bean Pod. And uh, we'll go from there, but hopefully soon on Apple Podcasts. We're going to enjoy some cookies, and uh, we'll see you again next time. Thank you for joining us yet again on another episode of Coffee Conversations. Yep, looks like Richard's handing us out some cookies, so time to munch on down. These are made by America from Hollowed Grounds, whom we love and adore so much. Yep, got to smell the cookie before you eat it, Jen. That's good, solid choice there. All right, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching.